4: The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. This is Duck Inside. This is Duck inside. 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 On the Oregon IMG Sports Network. 25,
5: 20. 10 He will score.
4: Welcome to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy
1: birthday. Oh
5: wait, that's 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 not all, Joey. Hang hang on. Hey Joey Max Guy Muller
3: here, wishing you a happy birthday. The voice of the Ducks, the Sox fan. It's Gonna be a big year for you, doing big things already. And uh, best of luck and another great year. Hey Joey, this is Chris Clayton from uh, from Iowa here. Happy twenty fifth birthday. You're doing a great job. Ducks fans uh... obviously enjoying your work. I've uh, enjoyed listening to to your success from afar. You're doing a fantastic job. Hope you have a great birthday.
6: Oh, that's good. That's all that's I got, good. man. Just, that's some it. friends some friends of the program to uh to kick things off. Uh thanks, Randy. That was nice. That was nice. And <laughs> now on with the show. Now we can now we can do the show. Good. Good. Yeah, uh I've been joking. And you heard it a little bit yesterday, and the folks even here in the duck store have been giving me a hard time about this. I've often had a joke that I plan to live to be exactly 100 years old, and so as a result of that, by turning 25 today, I've said that this is just a quarter of the way to my death. Maybe that's a a very morbid way for me to look at things, but I actually think if I've lived to be 100, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Thank you, Mr. Williford. (laughs) Thanks, Jake. I appreciate that. Cindy, everybody chiming in. On the Facebook stream, yeah. Um, so, it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a good day. It already has been a good day. I got to thank my coordinating producer, Kate Hughes. Um, she brought me a uh, a cinnamon roll. I- I'm not kidding you. This was like as big as my hand, and I figured, you know what? I'm gonna eat that whole thing, and I did. the uh, The plate is empty. The plate is completely empty. Well, thanks for that, Randy. That was nice. Uh, Coming up, we've got uh, Tyson Alger from the Oregonians going to join us, talk a little men's basketball. We'll also jump into women's basketball, the Civil War, the first of two in the back-to-back Civil War weekend for the Ducks up in Corvallis tonight. Terry Johns has a pregame show for you with Terry Johns getting rolling at 730 with an 8 o'clock tip-off. The Ducks are in action then back at home for the Civil War on Sunday. Kelly Graves and company will welcome the Beavers then to town on Sunday. That will be a 5 o'clock start. Terry Johns has a 4.30 pregame show for you here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Last night for men's basketball, did not go like the Ducks were hoping for. Got out-rebounded by 10 by USC. Or at the hands of USC, probably the better way to say that. And I think that it... Wasn't all Oregon doing things any differently? I just think USC was actually pretty good in this game. Uh, Oregon shoots 48% from the floor. Trojans shoot 44%, and the Ducks lose the game. Well, you probably say, well, USC hits a lot of threes. Did they hit a lot of threes? Not really. They were 7 for 20 from downtown. Then... The turnovers, did the Ducks turn the ball over? Eh, 12 times, a little bit below their season average. But USC turned it over exactly 12 times too. It was the rebounding. USC had 13 offensive rebounds. 13 extra opportunities to score the ball. And the funny thing is they only took five more shots than the Ducks. And they actually only scored nine second chance points off of those 13 offensive rebounds. But those are possessions then that went away from Oregon. You know, Oregon could have been going the other way. There were so many sequences where it felt like the Ducks, after some chaos, USC ended up scoring. It is what it is. And that kind of speaks to, I think, what was Dan Altman's big point after this loss last night. And it, was, and it was that the Ducks got outworked. I think that it was a similar postgame conversation to when the Ducks lost in Corvallis to Oregon State. In fact, these two games were strikingly similar. Minus 10 in rebounding margin is the worst of the season for the Ducks. The second worst was minus 7 against Oregon State. Oregon's 11-1 and one when they win the rebounding battle this year. When they don't win the rebounding battle, it has, not gone, it has not gone Oregon's way. So what I'm getting at is the two games where the Ducks, according to Coach Altman, got kind of outworked down the stretch, particularly in the last few minutes very similar and it all comes down to that rebounding that was really the big key and you know you'll hear coach altman his post-game conversation with myself coming up in just a minute but he was pretty upfront about it and just said hey you know i wish that i could break this down to be something else but it really was all about the rebounding that ended up being the difference in the game and it does not get any easier with ucla coming to town next because with ucla On Saturday, tomorrow, 7.15 tip-off at Matthew Knight Arena. We're on the air for a 6.30 pregame here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. UCLA is the best rebounding team in the conference. The Ducks have gotten beat on the boards in four of their last five contests. And I think that if they had won the rebounding battle and not fouled as much against Arizona, they're probably winning that game on the road. Oregon State, I think the Beavers were going to win that game. I just think Oregon State was on another level that night. The Ducks, though, could have won this game as they kind of let one slip away. It was very back and forth the entire game. 1907, that's the time that USC led. 1635, that's the time that Oregon led. And again, if you look at the numbers, you'd say this is a really close game, except those rebounds. That was the difference. If Oregon can right the ship, I think, that's going to be on the glass against UCLA. If we're talking about a UCLA... Win, it probably means that the Bruins won on the glass. If we're talking about an Oregon win, it probably means that Oregon won on the glass. Sometimes the numbers don't lie, I think, in that realm. I think that uh, RJ says this is just a little over-expected from the Final Four appearance. Next year, the talent coming in will make a nice run in the tournament. 2019 can't get you here fast enough. I hear what you're saying, RJ. You know, I think that you infuse so many new faces, so much new talent to this Oregon team, and you know, you're know you going to take your lumps. And we talked about it heading into this USC game, right? Is the Arizona trip going to be the turning point for Oregon this year, or is it just a turning point for Oregon this year? Right now it kind of looks like a turning point for Oregon this year, as the Ducks played really, really hard against Arizona State and Arizona down the stretch, even though they let it slip away at the end against Arizona. It was kind of similar against USC. Now, normally you'd say maybe things don't go your way, but you're at home and you win the game. Unfortunately for the Ducks, that's not the way that it worked last night. And against the Bruins, you got to try and find a way. And UCLA, after a tough loss to Oregon State last night, could get interesting in the Pac-12. Right now, the way that things are setting up, it actually looks like USC might be, along with Arizona, the one running the table. We'll see how that goes. But I think that we are in for, potentially, that sort of a season. So maybe the Ducks losing to USC ends up not being too bad. USC took their lumps earlier in the season, but they're very experienced, they're very talented, probably some NBA talent on that team for sure. So the best thing now for Oregon is for Arizona and USC to keep winning, because they play both of those teams again this year. It's that Utah loss, I think, that's going to hurt Oregon in the long term, a game that Again, they kind of had slip away. I mean, Utah, Arizona, USC—you've had those three games kind of slip away. I think that when you look back on it, Utah is going to be the one that the Ducks are going to regret. Maybe that's not the right word, but I think you get what I'm saying the most because they don't play Utah again this year. That's the road trip that Oregon skips. So, with that in mind, you'd like to see Oregon get this one against UCLA. You know, you split, and then you got to try and steal one on the road later on in the year. And that's totally doable. It's totally doable. But Oregon State beating UCLA yesterday. Trace Tinkle, sixteen point six rebounds, three assists. Aaron Holiday, good player for UCLA, twenty two points for him. I think that UCLA is going to be pretty fired up at thirteen and six and four and three in the Pac twelve. They're going to need this win at Oregon after losing to Oregon State, who's now eleven and seven and three and three in conference. UCLA, I think, kind of has to get this one too. It's not a must win for either team, but I think we're starting to get closer and closer to where you just need some of those resume wins and you need that more consistent build towards the resume. That's just my opinion. What we're going to do next is hear from Dane Altman, head coach, Oregon men's basketball. Our post-game conversation, thinking back on the USC loss and how did the Ducks right the ship against UCLA. I asked him that. Here's our post-game we'll continue conversation. continue with a few more things on the post-game show. But first, Dane Altman, head coach, Oregon men's basketball, sits down with us here on the post-game show. And coach, really, back-and-forth game just came out USC's way.
2: Well, rebounding. We, we got beat 10 on the boards, and, um, you know, they got second opportunities, uh, the free-throw line. Um, a lot of those came you know from their rebounding so um just uh, got out fought you know when you get out rebounded 10 you know good things usually don't happen
6: usc though pretty talented team a lot of people have had a hard time slowing down metu and boatwright they seem like the real deal this squad
2: yeah um uh, you know we we gave up a lot of easy baskets in the first half uh, i thought the second half we did a little better job at taking some of the easy looks away but uh, uh, you know, when you got a close ball game like that, easy baskets, usually the difference, and and um, and that's what happened.
6: How about the ball movement, particularly in the second half? Uh, There's a point there where you guys had 12 assists on 12 buckets
4: in the second it, half. It
2: was better in the second half. Um, you know, we, we took some bad shots. Um, Troy took kind of a spinner there, and, um, you know, Mikhail, tough turnover there. He was trying to get to the basket and, um, you know, lost his footing. But, um, you know, we... It came down to the rebounds. I, I, you know, I could make all kinds of things offensively, defensively, um, but you get out rebounded ten, and we only had four offensive rebounds. You know, so um they just they just beat us on the boards.
6: How about the way Peyton Pritchard played uh, in this one? Kind of continuing his, uh, I guess, strong leadership, strong play from the No. I, I
2: thought he played good. I thought he did a lot of good things. Um, you know, he tried to make some things happen. You know, probably took a tough shot there at the end, but. Uh, um, you know, can't fault his effort.
6: Mikael, uh, as well, uh, second double-double in the last three games for Mikhail McDonough. No,
2: I I thought, um, you know, he did some awfully good things. Um, you know, he had a couple good looks that he didn't finish, but no, I, I, I thought he did some good things.
6: Did you see Troy Brown Jr. kind of uh, get out of that little slump that he had the first few games of conference play on the road?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought he did some good things. Five assists, no turnovers. Um, you know, defensively at times, but you know, he's our leading rebounder and only had one. No defense. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I'm going to have to take a look at the film, but I'm not sure why he didn't get on the boards.
6: Uh, how do you bounce back now from this? I mean, it's going to be what tough.
2: You know, that, that was a game we knew we needed. Um, we just need to worry about getting ready to play UCLA and trying to find a way to win. But, um, no, it was, it was a tough game. We, we needed to get that one. We knew that, and uh, we didn't get it done.
6: A quick look at UCLA uh, before I let you go. What does that team I, you know
2: i haven't seen him much um we'll start working on him tonight but um you know we know that holiday's a good player welsh is a good player uh we're just gonna have to play better we're gonna have to get on the boards you know you can't get beat 10 and and uh, expect to win home or road
6: i've heard you mention and i've brought up on the broadcast as well 11 and 1 when you guys win the rebound yeah
2: battle. no no we it's pretty set when we when we do that and when we hold people under 70 and we didn't do either one
6: all right coach thanks for spending a couple all minutes right. with us we'll catch up with you coming up uh for the pregame against ucla my thanks to coach altman for joining us after a tough loss dan Altman, head coach organ men's basketball that was on our postgame show last night so the ducks will have to take on a ucla team and again just a quick look at that squad and more coming up on our pregame show at 6 30 tomorrow and a seven fifteen 15 tip-off they are the best rebounding team in the conference. Leaf has given Oregon problems in the Welsh has given Oregon problems in the past. Leaf, too. But Welsh, in particular, from guys that could really hurt them this year. And we'll take a little more in-depth look at that team when we come back. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
1: This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Laura Johnson. Laura, I understand Oregon is leading a national effort to protect children from chemicals in certain products.
0: Joel, it's called the Toxic-Free Kids Act. It requires manufacturers to disclose and eventually phase out harmful chemicals that are known to cause health problems such as cancer, learning disabilities, and chronic diseases like asthma. Children and pregnant women are especially at risk. Oregon's law helped lead the way to new national laws, the first in 40 years. Implementation will be the next step and will take years. As new chemicals are identified in the Toxic-Free Kids Act, we'll be posting them on our website. Our firm has worked to bring public awareness to lead-free children's toys and alternatives to pesticides in parks. Our goal is to protect Oregon children from harmful chemicals.
1: Thanks, Laura. To learn more about the Toxic Free Act and sign up to get reports on chemicals, visit CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. The law and you is part of Corson and Johnson's work to make communities safer.
4: Duck Insider, Duck Insider, insider, Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
1: Brought to you by the Ad Council and the Project.org.
7: Hi, I'm Matt Kenseth. You don't have to be a race car driver to know that life can be full of drama. Some of it you can't control, like mechanical issues, high winds, and rain delays. But there's some drama you can skip.
4: Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org.
7: You just need to take that first step and find free classes near you and leave the drama for the racetrack.
4: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.
6: Joey Mack, welcoming you back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. We're live here at the Duck Store. We purchase to support the students, faculty, and staff of the University of Oregon. And taking a look at this week's Keys to the Game, brought to you by the Josh Cooley Realty Team. I want to zero in on first the men's team, look at UCLA a little bit for you, and then Pivot to the women's basketball team. We'll hear from Kelly Graves, head coach for the Ducks, coming up in just a minute. I think or- Oregon, really, if it's going to be against UCLA, got to rebound the ball. Like I said, UCLA is the best rebounding team in the conference with guys like, thankfully, he goes by Gigi Goleman, by the way. Goleman, a six-foot-eleven senior, and then Thomas Welsh, a guy that's hurt Oregon in the past, a seven-foot senior. I mentioned T.J. Leaf. He's no longer on the team. Neither is Lonzo Ball or Bryce Alford, and few other guys after the whole shoplifting fiasco in China. But Steve Alford still got this team playing really well. And Holiday's a guy that comes in and gets rebounds and they've got some guys off the bench that do well. And I-, I think actually a guy to watch is Chris Wilkes. He's a freshman at six foot eight. Plays the guard position. I've noticed and I watched the UCLA Oregon State game, I- I've noticed that he's done a nice job kind of attacking the glass. So I think Oregon's got to do a really good job rebounding, particularly not allowing those offensive rebounds maybe get a few themselves as well. So that's a look at Oregon for, or look at UCLA for the Oregon men. We got a 6.30 pregame tomorrow, 7.15 tip when the Bruins come to town on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. That's tomorrow. Meanwhile, tonight, Terry Johns, 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip in Corvallis for the Duck women in the first round of the Civil War. Second round will be Sunday at Matthew Knight Arena at 5 o'clock. And I think that for Oregon trying to end a 13-game Win streak by the Beavers over the Ducks in the Civil War. It actually might come down to rebounding, too. UCLA, I think, though, maybe the biggest key, or excuse me, I'm on the men's side. Oregon State, I think maybe the biggest key against them is the Beavers shoot the ball extremely well. Really good three-point shooting team. Ducks have played really good zone defense lately. How does that factor into this matchup? I think closing out on the three might actually be the biggest key to the game and not giving them those second-chance opportunities to shoot those threes because chances are with the percentages for the Beavers, they're going to make them. Keys to the Game brought to you by the Josh Cooley Realty team. I'll let them help you do your, draw up your winning real estate game plan. No plan the same, and they know it. Use the agents that get you what you want. Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon women's basketball, talked with the media about What it's going to take for the Ducks to get a win over the Beavers. And before we get to him, I want to mention that last night, the NCAA Women's Basketball Selection Committee, similar to how the football committee releases the sort of, if the playoffs started today, this is what the rankings would be. Well, the committee did that for women's basketball. The top 16 seeds were released as it stands now. They released them yesterday, and the Ducks were a one seed. The number four seed overall in the field. Impressive. But I think it makes sense, especially considering the fact that Oregon's only two losses this year have been to top five teams on the road. I think it makes a lot of sense that the Ducks are the number four overall seed. So that would mean Oregon would host the first two rounds of Matthew Knight Arena, and then they'd be in the Spokane Regional moving forward. It could set up really good for Oregon if they can keep this going. Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon Women's Basketball, talking about how to beat the Beavs with the media. What kind of a role you expect her to play this weekend?
7: Well, pretty good weekend. She missed one shot. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's pretty efficient. Uh, no, Ruthie's been playing well, and, and obviously we need to have her play well because I think she's going against the best post in the conference right now in, uh, in Marie Gulich. So uh, we've got her work cut out for her, no doubt about it. Um, they're going to have her scouted. That's the way they play. They play to a game plan. So it's going to test everything that she is about and all her skill set.
6: With her, finishing was always the biggest thing for improvement, right, coming from Fairbanks. And had, was last week just the peak of all that?
7: Well, somebody asked the other night about having a perfect night. She's done that before against pretty good teams. I don't think, I think she went 10 for 10 against Texas A&M, and I think she's had a few games like that. But, uh, you know, part of it is she's getting great looks. I mean, she's right at the basket. And credit her teammates, Maite and Sabrina, have done a really good job of getting her the ball where she can, you know, just catch and finish. But uh, what I'm pleased to see is she's shooting over both shoulders now. She's kind of diversifying what she's doing. She's getting fouled. She's getting to the line a little bit. So, you know, she's just maturing as a, as a player.
6: Is this going to be a tougher matchup for her on
3: one end of the floor or the other?
7: Oh, she'll be tested at both ends. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna have a game plan for her, no doubt. Uh, that's what they do. I think Coach Rooks, one of the best com- uh, coaches in our certainly in our conference and maybe in the country. And, uh, and then Gulich is such a – you know an efficient scorer herself you know she's she's got a little mid-range game and she's so patient and uh and skilled down low so yeah she'll she's going to test everything uh, that our posts uh, can, can can give them
2: what's
1: your relationship like with Scott
7: um I, we're we're congenial yeah we don't uh you know he's never been like in my circle of friends you know there's a few coaches that I think everybody relies on and they talk to each week and but uh no I think uh we we both respect each other we respect each other's programs and I'll tell you they've set a really high high bar for us to you know to chase and uh, he's done an amazing job there and and continues to do so they're not you know they're good again and they've got a great recruiting class and a heck of a transfer sitting out uh they're going to be Good again in, in certainly the near future, and so are we. So I anticipate this is going to be a, a series now where both teams are, you know, there's national ramifications each time we play.
1: Does the rivalry need that kind of balance? It seems like Oregon had a long streak a while ago, and now they have a long streak. You kind of need to go back and forth to spice up the rivalry a little bit. Yeah, you know what?
7: I I know there's uh, it's been a, a kind of a long streak. Uh, you know, we obviously haven't beat them since I've been here but this team has never lost to them so that that's all i can care about i i don't think we used last year as a barometer and quite frankly in my 3 years that we've been here they've been better than us so uh that doesn't doesn't mean you can't win but it just means they they've had a really good team so um you know friday's a, a new challenge and new opportunity for us
6: so talent-wise, this is maybe the first year you feel like you guys measure up with Oregon State. Sure,
7: sure, no doubt. I think, uh, and, and we played them toe to toe last year, and both both games came down to I think the final thirty seconds, maybe one possession. And uh, you know, I think we showed, even with that really young team, that we're capable of playing with anybody. And uh, yeah, this time around, I think certainly more equal fitting
5: this this week being as unique as it is where you switch sites after basically 48 hours some might look at it and say "Oh, these games should mirror each other but with switching venues and um just the way games are so unique how vastly different can these home and home games be when you play the same team twice in two days
7: well i think for the most part i mean you're dealing with college kids so it's not like an nba game where you can make drastic changes um you know, that's a lot to ask. So, by and large, you know, you have a game plan, and then once you see how a team plays, you might tweak a, a thing here or there, but you're not going to make major changes. I personally don't like it. I, I wish we could find a way in the schedule to do it, you know, spread it out. You play a part of your round robin and then play the other part of the round robin, you know. And I, I just think it's kind of silly to, to play that closely together. But uh,
4: i talk to
2: Improving, and what did she need to improve on more?
7: Well, she had a tough night against Arizona on on Friday night last week, but then came back and had a great game on Sunday. So, you know, she just continues to, you know, ride the up and down elevator that uh, some freshmen do. But yeah, she, I think, is continuing to prove. I think her defense is better. Her footwork is a little bit better. And, you know, I think part of her deal is you've got Maite, who's playing really well. You have Sabrina and you have Ruthie. Well, those are three options that we're going to ahead of her. And so she's just not getting a ton of opportunities. And when she does, she's made the most of them. But... Before some good crowds on the road this year. You feel like that will have prepared um, your team for what they're going to see? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I, maybe the uh, the intensity will be a little different. On on Friday, but yeah, Texas A&M we had a big crowd. Mississippi State, Louisville, um, UCLA had over seven thousand people. That was a a, a great environment. So, yeah, we'll be used to that, and and we're drawn well here. So, I think I don't think the crowd size will, uh, you know, be a factor. I think it's just going to be who executes better and plays harder, and and I think ultimately the toughest team will win.
6: Aside from Marie, where else does Oregon State create maybe mismatches or or tough?
1: Matchup options for you?
7: Well, they shoot the ball so well. I mean, my goodness sakes, they made 16 last game. Um and I think a lot of that it starts with with Marie. I mean, just be, you know, you've got to pick your poison. Are you going to double on her? How are you going to game plan for her? And she's such a, a a willing passer, an unselfish player that she can kick out. And what they're really good at good at is that that plus one pass. You know, they'll kick it out and then make the next pass to the open shooter. So they get you scrambling around. They spread the floor. And if they if we let them play horse. You know, where they can just catch and shoot, then we're in trouble because they're going to make them. So we've we've got to we've got to keep them uncomfortable and and uh, you know maybe put a lot more pressure on them. Yeah.
6: They played the whole year without a true point guard and they really struggled without that, with that an L.A. trip with the pressure. Is that a natural yeah. thing you think you could actually take advantage of with your uh, pre-established guard play?
7: Yeah, not really. We don't we're we're not a pressure defensive team. You know, we don't have the kind of athletes that UCLA and USC. In particular, do uh, to, to be able to do that. So, you know, we'll we'll stick with our, you know, usual kind of defense. We'll switch things up like we always do, um, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll look to see what we can we can do in that regard. But we can't match that that kind of athleticism. We just can't. I mean, Jordan Canada, we, we don't have her on our roster. <laughs> Sometimes it would be nice, but yeah.
6: Obviously, they had Ruth Hamlin a few years back, then Sydney last year has. Marie just taking advantage of not having those other superstars overshadowing her? Has she always been this good or is it something that she's taking the next step this season?
7: Oh, I think she continues to improve. And that's what I like about her. I think in this day and age where everybody wants instant gratification, they want to play, they want to get their minutes and all that kind of stuff. I think she's a, a real testament to just hard work. You know, she played behind a really good post player and waited her time and then when it was her time, she really stepped into the role and had a great year last year and then has even upped it this year. I, I wish more kids were like that. You know, uh, it's not always about coming in and getting all your time early on as freshmen. That might happen, it might not. And if it doesn't, work hard, get better. And that's what she's done. And I I really respect her for that.
2: You talked after the game, last game about Lexi not scoring any points, but I'm sure you have plays set up for her, right? So are you just kind of let the game come to her, or are you
8: sometimes going to? Go to her more, you know, how's that work?
7: Yeah, we actually ran a, cu- ran a couple of things for her last game, but Arizona State does a good job. They blew it up a couple times. You know, she had nine threes on Friday and she had none on on Sunday, so there are going to be games like that. And uh, again, you look at Sabrina, you look at Maite, you look at Satu, you look at, well, sometimes that shooter might not be their first or fourth option, and so. Um, it kind of is what it is. She, she fills a role. She didn't get many shots at UCLA, but my goodness, she hit the big one that counted. So she's still got to be ready. And even when she's on the court and they've decided that that's the player we're going to try and take out, she's spreading the floor. Now you've got a lot of floor to play four on four. And I like our odds in, in those kind of instances. So even if she's not getting shots, she's helping the team.
6: That's Kelly Graves, head coach, Oregon Women's Basketball. Mean with the media, and I think you hear it in his voice there. They're excited for this matchup with the Beavers coming up tonight. Uh, We'll look closer at that one and get to a few other things when we come back. Stick with us. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
5: Look, at Carl's Jr., we think that if you're hungry and you have five bucks, you deserve a satisfying meal, like one of our new $5 All-Star meals, loaded with American classics like a charbroiled double cheeseburger, hot dog, fries, drink. Even a warm cookie. But hey, if that's not your thing, you can always break out your degree in menu engineering, piece something together from the other guy's value menu. Or just swing by Carl's Jr. and get yourself a real meal. The $5 All Star Meals. There's no better way to spend 5 bucks. Price of participation may vary. Price is higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Next to
0: It's starting early and staying late, working hard and helping out, giving your all for your team and your community. And just like the Oregon Ducks, OnPoint does everything we can to help our team win, giving local people and local businesses the banking and lending solutions they need to get ahead. We're On Point Community Credit Union, a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender.
4: This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
0: Adopt US Kids presents multiple choice parenting.
4: You've messed
3: up your daughter's haircut. Do you A. Get spiritual.
1: Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within.
3: B. Find the positives.
4: Less time blow-drying, more time texting.
3: Or C. Show empathy.
1: Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same.
3: For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids,
1: and the Ed Council. Movies like Contagion are fiction, but disease outbreaks can and do happen. Early detection allows public health officials at the state, local, and federal levels to manage and reduce the spread and impact of a contagious disease. CDC stands ready to respond. Our scientists work 24-7 to address current and potential health threats. For more information about CDC's work or how you can stay healthy, visit www.cdc.gov.
6: Well, uh, I've run out of things to say except uh, the Ducks to the have to show. win the rebounding battle. Woo-hoo. And so we welcome in the voice of the Ducks, Jerry Allen, for his analysis of uh, what the heck's going on and how the Ducks can bounce back against UCLA. Hi, Jerry. Hey, just let me say this about that. I watched that game last night, and,
8: and first things first, uh, happy birthday, you young punk. Thanks. You young.
6: <sighs> it's frustrating. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, but, like, did you hear what I said Uh-oh. earlier? I'm a quarter of the way to my death. I, you know, when I first heard that, I
8: thought, well, that's interesting. You've got a long way to go. But then there's a morbid side to that that I thought, no. You you, know, you Exactly. <laughs> you, I th- I think you could be more positive and in, in find a different way to Jerry, say the same thing.
6: Jerry, have you ever known me to be a glass half full kind of person? Not unless it's wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am what I would call a realistic pessimist. No, I'm a pessimistic realist.
8: Oh, look at the triangle!
6: Oh. <laughs> Squal- we, we've been waiting for this, by the way, Randy. We've been we've been waiting Evo. for you to be here, Evo. just so that we can. We, you're always here in spirit because we can play all of these things. You call them Alanisms? No, I call them Jerryites. Jerryites. It's Holy just more. Cow. It's just more fun to
4: say.
3: Hey, Joey Max Sky Muller here, wishing you a now happy birthday, the voice of the Ducks, the Sock Man. It's gonna be a big so- year so- for you, I, doing big things already, and uh, yeah. best of luck and another great year.
6: Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, apparently, this I gotta tell you, you'll appreciate.
8: This. Obviously, I came to work early today.
6: Yeah, I can see. <laughs> so, this was the first year that I didn't like actively think like, oh, what do I want to do on my birthday? One, maybe it's because it's basketball season, and I have a lot more to do now. Right. But two, I really think I'm just getting old. Oh. Yeah, okay.
8: I get that part of it. (laughs) But you got a long way before you really get to
6: that point.
7: (laughs) Hello, Jerry. What a pleasant surprise.
6: I only have one more birthday to look forward to. Oh, no, you got many. No, and it's my 26th birthday when I don't have to pay an extra fee for a rental car. What else happens after that? <laughs> well, seriously, show of funds. hands. Senior discount of fifty-five. Huh?
8: Okay. You asked. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. I'm telling you. I'm, and by the way, this is this is this is bothering me. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm gonna be seventy in a few days. That's true. That's bothering me. That's true. My wife said I'm, uh, we're gonna have a little party. I said if you do, I'm not showing. Sure. <laughs> I will not. I will not. No. And I was, I, and I, <laughs> I, I stood her right in front of me, and I said, "You will not have a seventieth birthday." So that invitation I got this morning, I should shred it. <laughs> um, you know, why would you want to remember or remind somebody in honor that they're getting old? they
6: do They're getting, they're
8: yeah. getting wiser. Uh, well. free,
6: free food, <laughs> free booze. The only reasons <laughs> to ever throw a party. Uh,
8: yeah, no, I, I said no. Absolutely not.
6: Yeah, you know, um, I've always thought it's funny that you and I share our January birthday month. Yeah. I don't know what it says about people that were born in the month of January, but the sample size is high enough that they're all kooks, and I don't know what <laughs> happens. Did you make it the Aquarius side of the – are you an Aquarius, or you – I'm a Capricorn, okay. actually. I'm, a, I'm an Aquarius. So I, th- I think I think tomorrow is the cutoff, so, yeah. right? Yeah. I think the 20th – yeah, I'm I'm a Capricorn. So what does that mean? Do we get I have along no idea. Not get
8: along? Yeah, I'm not into that at all.
6: Well, so, I know so. that my dad is also a Capricorn. He was born exactly a month before me and with a few years in between. But our birthdays <laughs> are a home. few months are, are exactly a month different. And uh, Capricorns aren't supposed to get along with each other. And growing up, you know, we had our well, fair share of hey, fights. Hey, that's
8: that's kids being kids. Yeah. I don't know if you put that to astrology at all, but.
6: Getting back to the game, <laughs> what'd you, what'd you, all right. So UCLA, best rebounding team in the conference. Um, yeah, is, is it is it as simple to say? And I said it earlier. My key is Ducks just have to rebound the ball. Well, I, I, I they I, they need to have to do that. But what
8: they got to do better, Joey, is is they have to score the ball better and, and quit depending on the three. They are they are ten percentage points below their opponents on three point shooting, and Isn't they that take weird? a lot more. Yeah, and they take a lot more threes. Yeah. Even now, it's kept them in games. But they've, they, I, I just would like to see them get that ball inside more. Now, it's tougher against a big team. But, you know, if you've got some athleticism, you draw fouls, you get those big guys out, th- I think that's what Oregon needs to do. Rebounding, no doubt about it. Uh, probably one of the number one keys against a team like UCLA. But pound the ball inside. I think, I think I've said that before. Wooten is a, is a huge key. I, mm-hmm. think, I think take away a few of those threes uh, until you can get your three-point percentage up. I think you are like twenty-eight, twenty-nine percent. Can't do that in the Pac-12. Yeah, and it's, shoot that number. They're they're shooting a lot more threes than anybody is. Uh, I'm with you, but you're 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 right against a team like UCLA. The big guys, Gigi
6: Galliman, uh well, I'm so glad, by the way, I said earlier that he goes by Gigi. I know. <laughs> right, let me let me hear. I can spell his first name for everybody because I, I actually wrote it down very isn't phonetically. Is that like G Y. O-R-G-Y. I would say Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. They just, on the pronunciation yeah. guide, it literally just says Gigi. And I said, great. But that's what they call him, too. That's a heck of a name. Yeah. I actually think Thomas Welsh is a huge key in this game, too. Uh, as uh, D.B. D. Wilford over- pointed out, yeah. he's heard Oregon in the past, and he had an off night against the Beavers. Probably the worst
8: thing that could have happened for, for Oregon is that UCLA – Got reminded that this is not an easy trip. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, know. you know, they—they they I'm not going to say they came in mentally not prepared, but uh, Oregon State played them very well and earned that victory. But out toughed them. They did out toughed that. I think that probably was not something Oregon wanted to see. No,
6: I'm with you. Yeah. Well, we uh, got Tyson Alger coming up from the Oregonian next. Uh, so Jerry's hanging out and hey, thanks for the birthday wish. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. Are you coming on for your birthday next week? Um, won't be here.
8: What a life. Won't be here. Moscow, okay. really? Yeah, gonna take the long trip to Pullman. No, i not.
6: <laughs> I thought you were thinking Russia. Say, Russia, yeah. I know, and I was like, not. wow, that's a heck of a vacation. No, 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 no. They don't let old people go to Russia. So you actually say at Moscow? I thought you were supposed to say at Moscow. Moscow is in Russia. Moscow is in Pullman. But you said Moscow, well, that's and what so right. I'm trying to lead you to think. Okay, I was going but to Russia. all right, I'm just making sure. Yeah, it works. That's like is it Lebanon or Lebanon in Oregon? Yes, that's what I think. <laughs> He's Jerry Allen. He's the voice of the Ducks. Uh, Have a great day. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'll uh, I'll do my best not to mess it up. Too late. Yeah, I know. Always too late. I already had my cinnamon roll for the day. I heard about that. Yeah, it was great. Thank, thank Kate in the office on your way out. Is there another one up there? No. <sighs> I ate that one, too. <laughs> what a uh, shock. And Mardell says, uh, Jerry, wish you were on ESPN instead of Walton.
8: Oh, no, no, no. Come on. Billy's great guy. Billy's. Th- I appreciate they the
6: compliment. Thank you. They did scan his brain.
8: They, oh, did they really? Yeah, they uh, did. did.
6: You missed that on the broadcast. I, huh? Yeah. Yeah, no, that I, I, uh, happened. I listen to you and watch. Yep. And, uh, and Sync it up. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Easy to do. All right, well, we're going to get a break. Come back. Tyson Alger from the Oregonian will join us, talk men's hoops, and uh, we'll say so long to this guy. Unless he wants to hang out, I don't know. We're back after this on the Oregon IMG Sports.
1: This is Joel Block for The Law and You with Eugene attorney Don Corson. Don, you recently won a case against an insurance company for improper practices after an auto accident. What happened?
4: We represented a man who bought auto insurance to protect his family. When he got in an accident, his insurance company refused to settle and he was sued. There was a substantial judgment against him. His insurance company's lawyers encouraged him to take bankruptcy. That's just plain wrong. We were asked to help the man and filed a lawsuit against his insurance company for its unacceptable practices. When the jury heard the facts, they strongly penalized the insurance company for its misconduct. Most cases like this are never prosecuted because insurance companies are exempt from Oregon's unfair trade practices law. Until this law changes, insurance companies sometimes can take advantage of their Oregon policyholders.
1: Thanks, Don. For more on your rights with insurance companies, visit the law firm of Corson & Johnson at corsonjohnsonlaw.com. The law in you is a community service and does not replace the advice of an attorney duck insider
4: your home for the latest news on oregon athletics this is the oregon img sports network
7: i've got the water energy bars and camera i think we're set for the hike
1: almost we need to protect our skin don't forget your wide brimmed hat and sunscreen
7: all right i've got the hat i've got spf 30 will that work
1: yeah anything 15 or higher is good just make sure it says broad spectrum.
7: Great. Got it. I am not getting burned again. Let's go. Learn
1: more at cdc.gov
0: cancer. Hi, I'm Kathy Rigby, and I love portraying Peter Pan on the stage. But there are many children who are facing the reality of life-threatening illnesses every day. Discovery Arts helps children undergoing cancer treatment step outside of their illness and into a world of imagination by bringing them music, dance, and arts adventures while they're in the hospital. For $15 a month, you can become a Discovery Arts partner and bring art adventures to a child facing the unimaginable. Visit discoveryarts.org today for more information.
6: Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union, Joey Mack, Jerry Allen's here. I think that we'll just defer to the expert, because as Todd Miles said when he wished me happy birthday today, um, when I started calling Oregon baseball, the team has not had their best years since I started calling Oregon baseball. Um, I've joined the football broadcast right when the Ducks were at their peak, so I don't think I can take any credit for that. And now with Oregon basketball uh, in a rough season in my first year calling play by play, Todd said, "You know, Joe, you're a program killer. I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to chalk this up to." And uh, well, everybody wants to point the blame. Somewhere. Well, now here's my response: Is you know who else kind of joined the 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 realm right around the same time is Tyson oh. Alger from the Oregonian, who we welcome on the phone. Right. Tyson, sorry we're getting to you a little late. Uh, we got stuck talking about how morbid it is to get older. So, what's your response?
0: Y-
3: you know. I think there's a bad pattern with you because, you know, this is the first time I've been on your show in probably about a year, and this week all of a sudden, (laughs) Andrew Grice is the same sports writer of the year. You know, bad year for me. (laughs)
4: Um,
3: You know, I I I think you're just bad news all around here.
6: Shoot. Tyson might be on to something. Tyson, you might might be on to something. Hey, well, thanks for taking the time to uh, join us on the program. And like I said, sorry we're getting to you a little late. Uh, We got distracted talking about how birthdays are just not that meaningful anymore. I'm sure that you can maybe agree with that statement or not. Your thoughts
3: on – Oh, you know, get over yourself. You're 25. (laughs) I mean, mean, go out out
0: there,
3: go rent a car, drive around a little bit, you know, just enjoy it. Uh, I don't know what it is. (laughs) <laughs> no, no do, do do that after rent after the car. <laughs> after
5: the car, yeah. You
8: know, yeah, you yeah, know, right. you know, you've had a bad day when you go into a fast food restaurant uh, and you're not a senior citizen yet, and they ask you if you want the uh, discount. It's like a oh, slap in the face, and you you guys aren't there yet. <laughs> That's
6: great discount. Yeah. So, no. Okay. I got well, yeah, to move on. Okay. I have to move on. Well. Tyson. Well, then, yeah. Ugh.
5: <laughs> let's talk basketball
6: it, 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 it really
3: seems like you guys have streamlined things on here since I've been gone.
6: really have yeah really have really have hey what'd you make of uh the performance last night for the ducks and uh, i haven't had you on uh this entire season yet to talk a little hoops uh, just some general thoughts and weaving into last night uh what happened and what do you think of this team so far
3: I, I think last night was a really uh, tough way for them to lose that game because uh, a lot of the things that uh, Dan Altman's been harping on this year—communication, uh, and ball movement, and defense—I uh, thought for a lot of that game, they they played pretty well. I mean, USC has had its ups and downs, but they're a very talented team. They're a very experienced team, and I thought I thought Oregon hung with them pretty pretty. Uh, pretty well for most of that game. I I thought it was a much better effort than, say, like the loss against Utah or uh, uh, Oregon State. But um, uh, why this loss was so disappointing is for the second game in a row, Oregon was ahead by about four or five points with five minutes left. Um, This was one of the rare quality wins that the Ducks have left on their schedule because the Pac-12 just doesn't have a ton of um, marquee opponents. Uh, So to be able to get a top 50 RPI win would have been really huge for them and and now it really sets up uh, Saturday as uh, um, uh, even more important because UCLA is kind of in the same boat but I I think it's just frustrating because for as for as much as I thought this team looked like they were starting to turn the corner uh, in Arizona with the upset win over Arizona State and uh, I think Arizona is going to be one of the better teams in the country come the end of the year so I, I don't think that's that bad of a loss but it, it's just an opportunity squandered for a team that I, I thought didn't play that bad last night. It, just, it doesn't really look like they know how to close.
6: Yeah, that's kind of what sticks out to me too, and you brought up the fact that the Ducks have had some of these late games. I mean, I mentioned they were up 18 at one point against Utah, lost that game at home. They were up late in this game. They were up late against Arizona. I mean, those are the three Pac-12 losses, I think, that really are going to stick out and kind of be the the thorn in Oregon's side. And Tyson, have you chalked this up to youth? Have you chalked it up to something else? I mean, we talked about how there's so many new faces, but a lot of talent on this team. What's kind of your diagnosis for the problem, I suppose?
3: You know, I don't think you can just straight blame it on youth. I, I think it's it's more um, it's just so many different pieces coming together because uh, – yeah, Kenny Wooten has played fantastic at times. Troy Brown's been good at times. But, you know, it's, it's not just them that um, seemingly isn't quite getting uh, the memo from Dana Altman. I mean, um, this, this this is a team that has uh, two new transfers in the mix with Mikhail McIntosh and uh, Elijah Brown. Paul White hasn't played. You know, this is these are for Paul White's first substantial minutes in about two years after missing last season due to, to transfer, and he was injured the year before. I, I just think there's so many new pieces coming together that um, Oregon really needed everyone to get on the same pa- page quickly for, for them to uh, kind of live up to the expectations this year, and, and it just doesn't seem like it's cl- clicking. And uh, it's getting to the point of the year where, uh, you know, I I don't know if it is or if it's not, because here we are. It's, it's mid-January, and uh, for I, I wrote last night, for, for every step forward, it seems to take uh, one back. I wouldn't say they, they're taking two back, but they're they're playing good enough to be in these games. They're just not playing good
4: enough to close them
8: out. Uh, Tyson Dana Altman has been very open and very honest, saying it's about toughness, that he doesn't think his team's tough enough uh, in some games, and particularly in the end of games. And sometimes... You know, you talk about the pieces coming together, but there's that youth aspect and then the new guys uh, and then trying to develop the leaders on a team. And that's where the toughness comes from. And I'm, we're not really seeing that toughness develop yet. and I think that's frustrating, Dana.
3: Yeah, it, it definitely is. And it, it's a weird dynamic on this team because everyone assumes that. Uh, Peyton Pritchard is the one bringing the veteran leadership, but I think a lot of people forget that he's just a sophomore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's the familiar face, but that's just because he's the only only person back pretty much from last year's rotation. Uh, so Pritchard is is still a young player; he's still coming along. I mean, uh, everyone can go back and remember that you know Jordan Bell and Dylan Brooks weren't as polished as they were as juniors as they were when they I mean uh, as, as sophomores as they were when they were juniors. They still had a lot of development to do, and so. Um, you know kind of the the veteran hierarchy of this team is is a sophomore in Pritchard and then two they have a couple seniors on the team who weren't on the roster last year so I think it's just a lot of people kind of grasping for for kind of who should be doing what um, and it's it's just uh, I, I it's just striking to watch because of how in sync everything was last year I mean that, that was yeah. just a team that Everyone knew its roles, and, and uh, obviously they were talented. But you know that core had played together for you know three
6: seasons. Tyson Alger from the Oregonian with us. You can find him on Twitter, Tyson Alger. His byline: oregonlive.com Tyson, uh, let's look a little big picture. You mentioned the RPI opportunity for the Ducks on the Pac twelve isn't very good, and it's been kind of a rough year for the entire top ten. Um, if you could illustrate, how's it been being a top twenty five voter this year? Uh, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean
3: i I think uh, I think you know no year is really easy, but I mean the, the, this this seems like a year where there's no one or two or three dominant teams uh, a lot of teams i mean the, theres there's a couple weeks where you know i I come to uh, look at the poll and we we get an email every Sunday with the results and it's like, oh my goodness, like you know, nine of the top ten teams <laughs> lost this week, how the heck am I supposed to do this? Um, so it's, it, it's a pretty, I think it's going to be a pretty wide open tournament this year. I mean, you're going to have your, your Villanova's, your Duke's, your Michigan state, so all of them are going to be there at the end, you know, I think towards the end, but, um, uh, nationally, I think it's pretty wide open and it's still in the PAC 12, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little dismissive about Oregon's chances of making the NCAA tournament as a a selection this season, just because I, I don't think they have some of the wins that they need to at this point in the year. I mean, they obviously can still go on a run, but you know, I I still think Altman can get his team playing well enough by March where, I mean, if you look at the Pac-12, I think the Pac-12 tournament is completely wide open this year. You know, the teams that you think that would be dominant, like in Arizona, Oregon was able to play them into the final minute on the road. So uh, I I don't think, I don't think there's one team this year that you can say is going to definitely win the Pac-12 tournament. And so I, I think, um, you know, if if that's still two months away from now, that's still two months away for freshmen, uh, you know, developing and, and there's, Chance they start to buy in and all that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, while it, it's, it's not a shoe in to get into the tournament this year, I, I do think that Pac 12 tournament still presents a chance for, if not Oregon, uh, at least some of the other schools that are kind of looking at this season and going, like, okay, well, maybe, maybe this is the year we can make a run during the tournament.
6: We'll see. Tyson Alger, our guest from the Oregonian. Tyson, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Hope we'll be able to do it again. And my friend, Godspeed being a top 25 voter this season. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
5: See, see you
6: guys next year. <laughs> Tyson Alger from the Oregonian. He's on Twitter tysonalgerorganlive dot com for his byline. It has been a while actually since I've had him. I haven't had uh, I haven't had Tyson on since last spring. Actually, we talked baseball. Guess it's been too long. The hour format
8: of the show it really reduced to, you know the opportunity to get a lot of people on, and that's that's unfortunate.
6: But sorry, Tyson, we missed you, buddy. Definitely missed him. We missed you. I like Tyson. We're going to get a break, (laughs) come back, wrap things up. The schedule for the weekend when we come back. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
0: Like any winning team, it takes every part of EMC insurance companies working together to successfully ensure that our agents, policyholders, and employees can count on EMC. And they do. They count on our broad range of insurance products and services. They count on our superior level of personalized service, and they trust that we will continue to be a financially stable partner just like we have been for more than 100 years. All of this makes EMC one of the nation's premier insurance companies, and that's something you can always count on
5: introducing carl's jr's five dollar all-star meals loaded with satisfying classics for just five bucks you get a charbroiled double cheeseburger hot dog and oh yeah fries drink and a fresh baked cookie or a double cheeseburger a spicy chicken sandwich and what the fries drink cookie thing again or pan-breaded tenders and spoiler alert Fries, drinks, and cookies for days, y'all. All for just five bucks. The $5 All Star Meals. Stop by Carl's Jr. and get yourself one today. Price of participation may vary. Price is
4: higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Texas, not included. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network.
1: Practical poly radio. I've switched to cooking with healthier oils. So now what do I do with all these tubs of lard? Skinny jeans feeling too tight, a bit of lard on your hips and thighs, and those pants slide on like a dream. So there's no need for that lard to go to waste. But get your best heart-healthy trade-up with healthier oils, like canola, olive, or other vegetable oils, which can actually lower your chances for heart disease. Learn more at heart.org slash face the fats. Canola Info is the national supporter of the American Heart Association's Face the Fats campaign.
4: This broadcast of University of Oregon Athletics is authorized under rights granted to IMG College, LLC by the University of Oregon and is intended solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, retransmission, or commercial use of the descriptions and accounts of this game or show without the express written consent of IMG College and the University of Oregon is prohibited. The announcers are selected by IMG College and approved by the University of Oregon. Today's legal disclaimer brought to you by Corson Johnson Law. In life as
6: in sports, you have to enforce the rules to keep people safe. Learn more about how the law can help make our community safe or with a visit to CorsonJohnsonLaw.com. Corson Johnson Law firm, a proud sponsor of the Oregon Ducks. As we welcome you back to Duck Insider, live here in the Duck Store, we purchase Sport the Ducks, past, present, and future. I did get my birthday hot chocolate from Michelle. They make it, Nobody makes it better than the Duck
4: Store here. Oh, in she in made a hot
6: pumpkin spice During the
8: fall, around uh, Thanksgiving, uh, when we used to do the show over right next to the counter,
6: yeah. See, you know, that was good timing. I'll I'll say this two ways.
5: (laughs) Happy birthday (laughs) to
4: you!
6: I'll say this two ways, and thanks, Randy. If I was next to that counter all day, I would be a solid twenty pounds heavier than I am right now, and I would love it. And you have a big tab because you just keep saying, put it on my tab. Put it on my tab. I just give them my credit card number at that point. The schedule ahead for the weekend, we've been talking about the women's basketball Civil War. 7.30 pregame tonight from Corvallis and an 8 o'clock start. Terry Johns will have the call for you. Then it's round two of the Civil War on Sunday. That is a 4.30 tip-off and a 5 o'clock start at Matthew Knight Arena. There's murmurs that they may have to open up the upper deck. Yeah, there are some murmurs about that. Asked Craig Pins about it on Wednesday, and he said, "Well, we got a big walk-up crowd. It could happen." Fans turn out for this for this game. This is going to be a really really fun one. Uh, women's tennis is also in action. It's Allison Silverio's birthday as well. That's the women's right. tennis head coach yeah. shares a birthday Happy with birthday, myself. Allison. So uh, in the words of Rob Mosley, the women's tennis team is going to get a win for me, and it's going to just work out well that it's their head coach's birthday as well. It's Dolly
8: That's Parton's crazy. birthday today too, Julie.
6: Oh, Dolly I did Part- know that. Yeah, <laughs> I did know that. And uh, men's tennis is in action against Georgia State tonight as well. And perhaps the big one is Oregon-UCLA for the men. 7.15 tip on Saturday, 6.30 pregame. Ducks need this one. They need this one in a big dime way. It's a have-to. Jerry Allen, thanks for hanging out today. Happy birthday, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Randy, back in the studio for the nice words. We'll talk to you Monday.
5: I rescued Toast from a shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was
0: special. Toast, Instagram star, and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit the shelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings or is the best time perhaps today during a disaster you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today don't wait communicate brought to you by fema and the ad council
1: hi mom is claire's birthday party today me again mom where did i put my history book Hi, sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye.
0: Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council.
1: Alvin and the Chipmunks want to remind you to keep bacteria and food from making you ill with four simple steps. Wash hands and surfaces often. I'm waiting for the rinse cycle. Separate. Keep raw meat away from ready-to-eat foods. Yep. Cook. Make sure meat, poultry, and seafood is cooked to the right temperature. Fire in the hole. And chill. Refrigerate food promptly. Bingo. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad
0: Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov.
4: You've been listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network, presented by OnPoint Community Credit Union, better banking, local solutions. A special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.